special day. Welcome in to the launch, the official launch of the official 615 podcast. I'm your host, Big Joe, and I brought along my dear friend, Greg Pogue. Greg, you had no choice in this. Welcome to the official 615 podcast. Can I be a co-host too? You can. Okay, good. But on a trial basis. Yeah. 30 days. Now, this is something we've talked about for years. Uh And we're doing it. we got a special guest coming on Book Spirit and later on, but it's good to see you again. Well, we've talked about this, obviously. We've done a sports show together many, many years. And this is going to have sports components, but it's going to be, like I said, 615, right? Yep. Uh, music, hospitality, travel, uh, the history, where we are now, where are we going? Uh, entertainment, certainly food, and then we'll talk more about food, and then we'll talk food again. <laughs> right. So, uh, no politics, you know, and and really, uh, and no obits either. Okay, uh, even some business components. But if people know us, uh, a lighter take, we can you can be serious and have fun at the same time. That's what we're going to do with this. Exactly, what we're going to do with this, and that's the whole thing. Is the fact you can get sports anywhere. You do it nine to eleven every day, but we want to get a deeper dive into what Nashville and people that make this city go and the movers and shakers of everything that happened here. So it's a lot of fun. And again, we've talked about it for many, many years to do this. And so I want people who are out for a jog or on a drive somewhere, just pop this in and learn something that they had no idea that was happening or didn't know before. And that's kind of the goal for this. When's it going to be available each week? Every Thursday. Okay. We will. And you don't like the words, but I'm going to tell you the kids today, Greg said they're going to drop it. Okay. So it's going to drop on Thursday, <laughs> drop every yeah. Thursday. Across I usually all the drop main... on Fridays and Saturdays <laughs> <laughs> across all the mainstream media platforms. And we will have a lot of things happen, but there are some people we want to thank. Well, certainly this very first one, uh, the inaugural, uh, at, uh, we have a, a nice corner suite at the Omni Nashville Hotel, courtesy of Todd Rotermel, the uh, regional area and sales manager, our great friend, yes. Todd. And we're down here. And of course, uh, in a little while, we'll have Butch Spirit and talk about that as well. But certainly Main Street Media, I just think the overall vision uh, of, of Dave Gould and, and everything that goes into it. And when he, he hired you uh, to do what you, to you be Big Joe yeah. and turned you loose you are in your element with this, and it's it's all about the local, local names, faces, people. I know your love for high school football yep. and all of that, Every but this is it. what it's about. It's about names. It's about faces, about the things that everybody loves about this city, and that's what we're going to do. All right. Our first guest is Butch Spirited with more of Butch in just a second, but also we got to thank our fine folks at Wilson County Hyundai. You know, do you know why people drive from every surrounding county to buy, sell, or lease cars from Wilson County Hyundai? It's simple. It's because of Payne Bone and his great staff offer an unbeatable experience, a family-run business, incredible reputation, and award-winning team, and they also believe in local, local, local. Visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com, and they go get them and see them and visit them in Lebanon. Welcome back into the official 615 podcast and our very first guest, Joe, the president and CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation since 1991, Butch Spiriton. Hello, Butch. Hello, guys. Thanks you, for having me. Thank you for being the guinea pig, the very first one. <laughs> I, I understood the role. I didn't think this was some badge of honor to be first. Uh, yeah, they need a guinea pig. Okay. <laughs> Welcome in. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. Ask Mikey. He'll do anything. So yeah. when they do this on Jeopardy in a few years, it'll say, who is but spirited? Mm-hmm. Forever. The first. <laughs> the first. Inaugural guest <laughs> of 
the 615 podcast. Now, we're taping this the day after the Monday night football game, which you went to last night. And I got it. We'll talk about the game and you and everything. But when the announcing crew comes back to from the commercial break and they say, hey, last night, Sunday night, we were on Broadway. We're on top of Tootsie's. We had the time of our lives. You've heard this before. How do you quantify that? How do you put that into numbers? Can you? You really can't. Uh, it's one of the reasons we've always tried to focus on the value of bringing major events and broadcast coverage of those events to town because it's it's unsolicited. It's really unbiased. They don't have to say anything. We used to, and we're too poor right now, but we used to do really nice gifts. Like the one time game day came to Vandy, we loaded them up. I can remember Dick Enberg, I always wrote a personal note. I can say a nice gift. You're going to take this gift home. Yeah. And my phone rings on a Saturday morning. I'm in my car. Butch, it's Dick Enberg. Of course, you know him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I had said, always said, if you need anything while you're here, here's my cell. Call me. And he was trying to get some historical background. He wanted to talk about the Ryman Auditorium and the history of Nashville. Wow. And you can't. I can't buy that. I can't put that out there. But if we're nice to them and if we make their experience good, it'll come. And this is an evolution of many, many things. And it's just like when all the tumblers align, certainly with the Oilers becoming the Titans, Nissan Stadium, the Preds, right at that same time, Bridgestone Arena comes online. Of course, we're talking from a sports perspective, but then everything else that's come online since the Music City Center. We're doing this, by the way, at the Omni Nashville Hotel, uh, which used to be the parking lot to walk into the back of the arena. Uh, and 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 so uh, across the center of the street is the Music City Center. It's just a, almost like a perfect storm of things. The TV show. I, I'm telling you all the things you know, but it was a perfect storm. It has been. It still is. Yeah. You know, the, we're very lucky and we're very fortunate, but a lot of hard work and a lot of intentionality. Like, Put the convention center near the arena. Don't build the convention center if we don't have a headquarter hotel like the Omni. Don't let the football stadium, once we got that approved, go very far away from the infrastructure. Let everything feed each other. So while we fought and while we certainly enjoy our good fortune, there was a lot of strategy and uh, just forethought into what the payoff would be if we did it right. And I can remember arguing with the former head of the city's planning department. He thought the convention center should go across the river or over by NES. And I drove to his office one morning and said, I'll be damned. You, know, <laughs> you stay out of this kitchen because we know what we're doing. You know, fortunately, we won that argument. <laughs> Whose decision was it to drop people out of Bridgestone Arena down Broadway? Because I had heard before they wanted to go the other way. But the people leaving the arena, headed downtown Broadway, whoever came up with that, that was a home run. To me, that started everything. Um, I would give the credit to the architects primarily. And the thing, and there was a design review committee, but the winning design turned the building toward the Ryman. And we said, we're Music City. And this building's going to have better acoustics than most large buildings. And we're going to put this antenna-looking structure, the tower, wow. the arena, facing the Ryman to pay homage to the past, but also represent the future. So give the architects a lot of credit. But we all wanted 
everything convenient. Our our compact entertainment footprint, hotels, restaurants, music, attractions, it's better than any city out there. Used to be New Orleans was the kind of the bar. Yeah. But our package is better than New Orleans today. I'm not saying our city is. That's somebody else to decide. Right. But you know, showing FIFA what we can do a few weeks ago, I don't have to say anything once you get them here. What was that like? I mean, because that... That's the is that the crown? Is that what we're it's the current crown. <laughs> um, I hope there's a follow-up crown. I you know, somebody asked me, I think it was literally yesterday yesterday, I was like, Yeah, World Cup, Super Bowl. If I go to sleep at night and dream, we can do those two things and we shouldn't quit trying until we decide we don't want that. But those are mothership events, and nobody will ever say can Nashville do that if we can get even one of those two? Uh, but both would be really nice. Do we have a timeline for the World Cup? Well, the event itself is for 2026. Uh, we were on a call this morning, actually, talking about rent, and they were beating us up. Um, but even uh, as a sidebar, we think somewhere between first and second quarter of 22. But <clears throat> when I said on this call, and you're talking to, I don't know where they were, but either in Zurich or Canada, all across the U.S., but a number of FIFA reps. And this is probably our third or fourth Zoom call with reps from them and the site visit. And, and now that they've been here, we were friends on that call. And before that, I mean, I don't mind saying Nervous, scared, you know, is this coming through on Zoom? Because everything had been on Zoom, and you don't know if you suck or not. (laughs) Um, But we joked, we laughed, they complimented us on the job we did when they were here, and you just felt the temperature change. And that's that's Nashville's secret sauce. We're we're who we are. We're direct. We're, I think, approachable, fun, honest. Uh, But we also... Let them know we know what the hell we're doing. But having the base of the MLS and already showing the success with the international friendlies and some real competitions, CONCACAF coming through, so you, it's not anything new that you're that you're they're coming to a a place that's foreign to soccer. No, they have been paying attention, yeah. and it was very intentional that they gave us the U.S. Canada World Cup qualifier Labor Day weekend. Uh, they want to see what we can do. And in, in the case of U.S. soccer, they wanted to show FIFA what Nashville can do. They love Titan Stadium for soccer, and they love working with the Titans. They're easy to work with. The field is the widest, biggest soccer field in the NFL. And uh, we sprinkle our magic dust on top. This time yeah. we did a concert before the game. They didn't ask us to. We didn't have to. But said, so we're going to show you what this could be. How does an event like the Grand Prix help? Do they, does FIFA pay attention to that? Because that's on another level, too. Uh, we used it in our presentation, certainly. Uh, it has international appeal. So some of them were paying attention to that. In my book, everything helps if you do it right, if you take some risks and you get outside your comfort zone. So Grand Prix in Nashville yeah, makes no sense to anybody. <laughs> that's right. That's why we're doing it. That's fantastic. And that weekend was better than I, ex- I, I expected to go well. It was better than what I expected. I 
would agree. I was nervous for them. Producing any event first time, tough, really tough. You don't know what you don't know. Uh, I think 90%, they got it right. The official 615 podcast and our very first guest, president and CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation, Butch Spearden. Uh, with all the good the warts have shown up, uh, pedal taverns, uh, the transpotainment. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned New Orleans. There is a part of the French Quarter that I have no desire to go to, quite <laughs> frankly. There, there comes that with the growth as well, and a lot of it had to do because the – state controlled it and not metro the those the licensings of those vehicles now it seemingly looks like there's more control coming uh we hope so uh tonight we have a third and final reading on a bill that gives metro some authority to what i would say regulate safety the biggest nuance and confusion was we always thought we couldn't regulate the 15 passenger or larger vehicles at all but the state law reads you cannot regulate entry into the market. doesn't say we can't regulate safety. So that is what this current bill does. And then we have a bill teed up at the state to then give us the ability to regulate entry. Because we've got to control the number as well as the behavior. And nobody wants to put them out of business. But it's time, you know, they had some of the same guidelines, regulations that the bars, the restaurants, the taxis. You know, everybody else has. It's it is the Wild West, but it shouldn't be the Wild West. I saw you. Do you have a breaking point a few weeks ago where you're like, enough is enough? Yes, sir. What was um, that realization for you? Like, I, I, we we got to put into this. Well, you know, really before the gentleman fell off one, maybe it's about three weeks before. I had been out and just trying to leave my office in the evening. And I'm just watching this going, this is not okay. And bars, people were getting so drunk in the daytime, then they went at night. It was a different level. Now you're putting a buzz on top of your buzz. And one bar owner says, I'm having to hire armed security for my bouncers. Think about that sentence. That is not the Nashville that we know, love, and want. And it's also a recipe for killing the golden goose. So I started speaking up. Uh, kind of funny, I did an interview with the Tennessean, and then it wasn't two weeks later the guy fell. And the reporter called me. She goes, are you psychic? You said <laughs> I have your quote. Somebody's going to get hurt. I go, well, it wasn't if. It was just when. And then I started looking at videos on Instagram. Look, and let me go on record. I like to have fun. I've been known to party, right. but there's just a limit to bad behavior with the party. And then we got there. What is, and now I see we've taken the, the, it's now to the river that they're doing the pontoon saloons on the river. Is there no end in sight for this? Or are you hoping to say, all right, before we go any further, let's look at what you want to do. I, I think that is the goal. How do we get, if it's the TLC traffic, or Transportation Licensing Commission, Mayor's Office, Police. Everybody get in a room and go on. What are the boundaries? Well, the parameters. Yeah, we want to have fun. But we need to be remembered for our music, not for our drunken behavior. You know, I said I want the bars to do well. Uh, I want business to flourish. But you can't flourish at all costs. And that's kind of what happened. And we're getting our arms back around it. 
one thing that has been embraced, I think, in the past 20, 25 years is uh, not only just the musical diversity of this town, but just our diversity period in this city. Uh, certainly with the, uh, uh, Nash- the National Museum of African-American Music downtown, right across from the Ryman Auditorium. Uh, certainly the Country Music Hall of Fame has reached out and, 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 and showcased our diversity. Music is not necessarily country. I mean, from the Fisk Jubilee, and I'm preaching to the the choir again, but the uh, you know everything that we have in the Keep city. Preaching. I think though, uh, and and certainly the the big food hall downtown and everything, just our diversity. I think it's finally sh- showing through in so many different ways. I couldn't agree more. The our marketing is focused on neighborhoods, well, saying music across the entire headline. But then it's the neighborhoods and their unique character and the dining here and the creativity and even the fashion scene, which is way bigger than anybody has any idea about that. That's what's going to sustain us. And I did have one of the vehicle owners go, yeah, hey, Nashville's a party town now. Like, yeah. You didn't have anything to do with the success. You're doing well. <laughs> Don't preach to me. And if we let go of our brand, We'll never get it back, and the end will come. You're listening to the official 615 podcast brought to you by, driven by Wilson County Hyundai. Do you know why people drive from every surrounding county to buy, sell, or lease cars from Wilson County Hyundai? It's simple. It's because of Payne Bone and its great staff, and they offer an unbeatable experience, family-run business, incredible reputation, and award-winning team. Simply visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com, and then go visit them in Lebanon. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Butch Spearden with us. He's the president and the CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation, our very first guest here on the official 615 podcast. Yes. Uh, from uh, uh, Pascagoula to Vanderbilt to, since 1991. 1991. How did it happen? <laughs> how did you get here? What? Well, what? You know, did you ever in your wildest? Well, I. First, I didn't think I'd get in Vanderbilt. I couldn't get in today. So uh, we have to get that out of the way. Um, My brother was here. I didn't want to go in state. And my parents said, we're not paying in-state tuition or state tuition, out-of-state tuition at a state school. So you can go to a good school or you can go to Ole Miss, Mississippi State, or to your point, Southern. Southern Miss, yes. Um, And Tulane was too close to home. And I knew one person at Vanderbilt. So I said, I'll give this a shot. But I I left and never thought I'd come back. And the job, you know, serendipitous brought me back. And then I thought I'd stay five or six years. And 30 years later, I'm going, what the what? And to see the change in this city, in our industry, and arguably in me. I'm a little better than I was back then. Uh, Did you see better or bitter? <laughs> maybe both. I think I said better, but now that I think about yeah. it, bitter feels right. <laughs> but don't say, don't say yourself short. I mean, you got into Vanderbilt. I mean, that's just, you just can't walk off the street and say, I'd like to go to school here. George today. Plaster did. <laughs> well, there's one example yeah. every yeah. school. Uh-huh. How, were, you, were you a good student? Now, don't lie to us. Yeah. No, I was a pretty good high school student. I didn't like studying. It came fairly easy in high school. I learned a lot that I wasn't ready 
for the competition at Vanderbilt. I was like, whoa, I didn't know what an AP course was. <laughs> I'm hanging around kids going, yeah, we've got 12 hours of credit already. I'm going, what are credit hours? I'm, I'm from Pascagoula. Um, but I parlayed it. I'm, I'm appreciative of the experience, the friendships, and without question, Vanderbilt on my resume helped me get started. The pandemic doesn't happen. Where's Butch Bearden today? I probably would have already announced retirement. Um, I may not have been done, but I would have been, the finish line would have been announced. Um, but you're now, you're now totally immersed in the fray again, right? Yeah. Well, you're not I, like you haven't been. Yeah, I never let go. Yeah. Um, you know, I like a challenge. And really, the pandemic presented, obviously, an understatement, the biggest challenge of my career, probably of everybody's career. But just going, damn it, we're going to get us out of this. We're going. There's an industry, a seven and a half billion dollar industry, sixty, seventy thousand employees, um, a tax structure in the city and state that are all at risk. We have a role. We have a meaningful place to make a difference in the city and state's recovery. And, you know, as Jimmy Buffett, since you brought that up, his old song, uh, it's my job to be better than the rest. Yeah. So we will outwork you. you know, we're going to do our part. Was there a moment, and I asked this because when my mother passed away, I didn't mourn till like a year later. It hit me that I, and I cried for like a, a day. Was there a moment during this pandemic where it didn't hit you, but then one day you go home and like, I, I don't know what to do next. I, I'm, I'm lost. I don't, not so much lost, but I am, I'm at a loss for a little. Uh, yeah. I'd be lying if I, if I said there wasn't, um, if you put in context, we were tornadoed. And our office started raising money. We said, we're going to give back. We're going to help individuals. So we started raising money, buying gift cards, giving it to people that lost their job or lost their homes. And, you know, five days later, I'm begging the SEC not to cancel. You know, at least get us to Friday. Let me get some people here before we shut down so at least I have one more bite at the apple before we go broke. Um, And then the naivety really creeps in and you go, how long can this really last? So I put an eye on August. We should be okay by August. So we're not going to lay anybody off. We're going to cut our pay. We're going to reel everything in, hunker down, but we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep selling. We're going to find different ways. Well, then July to the end answer, um, when we canceled July 4th, and I'm looking around going, I was wrong. August is not going to be okay. And did I make a mistake by keeping everybody on the payroll? Uh, Is our reserve big enough? How the hell are we going to survive? Because we also weren't in that first wave of uh, CARES Act money. 501C6s, which is what we are, were not eligible for funds. So we had zero help. Our budget went from $30 million to $9 million. Mm. That's a big big cut uh but the motivation for our staff our industry in the city drove us to say devil be damned we're we're gonna figure this out 
and we figured it out. And, and I, where's Will? You can hit Greg's head. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are here at the uh, courtesy of our buddy Todd Rotermel at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Yeah, where's Todd when we need his yeah. help? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, five, five, ten years from now, with or without you, what are you thinking? Where, where are we headed? And not necessarily, I don't like to sit here from a sports background and talk about baseball, but in general, though, uh, where are we going to be in, in five to ten? Well, I, I think it's up to us as a city to kind of take responsibility for our growth. And if we do that, so let's assume we go, okay, smart growth. We care. We care about the Wild West. We care about, you know, over-gentrification or you know, we don't want to be a city of chains. We want local character. So assuming we can maintain that, I think the five-year answer is we could very likely have booked and hosted a World Cup. I, you know, I, I meant to say earlier, and I'd say it now, you can't find a pundit in the country that would say, we got a shot. We haven't made anybody's list. So I would tell you I think our chances are 50-50, better than what they think. Not a done deal by any stretch, but we have put our foot in the door. So I think a World Cup, several World Cup games, and the world watching is doable. And the Titans get approval to renovate their stadium. And whether we've hosted or not, we have put a Super Bowl on the books as part of our stadium deal. And then we've opened up the international market with more service. Well, and that's the next point. The airport expansion internationally has just opened up the world, right, to us and, and vice versa, really. Well, when this uh, December 9th, British Air will start flying again. And now for the first time since we, we were told last March, we're going to start. And then April, and then it's just kept moving. With November 8th, where the U.S. has opened its borders up, uh, they're spending marketing dollars. I think December 9th is the right date to start that back. So that brings the international recovery. Uh, we've reached out to some other airlines say it's time to talk about other international markets besides Canada for, uh, for us. The airport's ready. The city's ready. I think we have grown our brand globally to the point where we are credible. And now we got to execute. But I, I think the sky's the limit. And having some care is going to be more important than the other. How often do you get asked about Major League Baseball? Once a week. <laughs> um, if you, you have a question? Or? No. no. I just, uh, just I, I was – Going to ask what you were. Uh, what? Let me ask you this. I will ask you this. What do you do when you're not doing anything? Sleep. Really? I mean, there's never. A, if I'm awake, and my wife would complain, I'm working. It doesn't go away. Not necessarily intentional. Yeah, I'm probably a, considered a workaholic, but hotels are open twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days a year. Uh, the bars are open from. 10 or 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. You know, our constituents don't close. So uh, we don't ever stop. I know that sounds whatever, self-serving maybe even, but it's it's in our DNA because we have to be working. About, worried about tonight, tomorrow night, next week, next month, next year. 
in the five. Well, we just uh, glad you didn't spontaneously right. combust right here. On well, our let show. me go back to the baseball. Are are you the guy to talk to? I mean, do you want to be involved in those baseball talks? Because I people ask me all the time. I'm like, I, I don't know. I personally don't think it works right now. But in ten years, maybe. Do you want to be involved in those talks, or is it like that? Uh, eh. You know, we're we're honored when we're ever included in the conversation, whether we're on the front end of starting it or, hey, can you help do a small? The role doesn't matter if we can help. Um, I agree with you. The market would be really tough right now. Um, I will go back and say John Lohr has done a great job on the PR spin, and he's got an incredible group of advisory board members. But there's not a team. And there's not a billionaire owner. So I, I usually am on the Civic Club stump. I get asked, what about baseball? We're a billionaire short of being a legitimate <laughs> contender. Minor detail. <laughs> and Greg's always said, you've got a lot of money, so maybe He's you packing could. like a mining mule. So Look at him you over there. Yeah. The National Spiritans is a great... Uh, I, I can't afford the beer and the hot dog anymore at the stadium. <laughs> would you, with the uh, with the stadium, you said, would you like to see that stadium remodeled? Because what they've done at Hard Rock in Miami is fantastic. Yeah. But the lease gets getting closer and closer. Uh, like I'm telling you again, something you don't know. <laughs> we, we are all keenly aware yeah. of that. Um, I know the Titans and the mayor's office have been working extremely hard and extremely closely for the last probably year and even before, but it's gotten real. And I think the next few months are going to tell us a lot, but yeah, uh, the, this is how my brain thinks as much as I enjoyed the game, the victory, a couple cold beers, the fellowship immediately. Well, in addition to God, I love when 15 or 20,000 visiting fans Come and go home losers. So it's a win-win for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the biggest takeaway from me driving home last night was that was magic. And that's what we needed to remind the city of the value of that team, that stadium, and why we've got to keep it up to date. So the biggest takeaway for me was that helped a lot because everybody was jacked up. I heard this morning it was the largest crowd maybe ever. Yeah. Yep, it is. That's what uh, Jim Wyatt tweeted out this morning. Largest crowd ever there. That was the best description I've ever heard of what we've been through and what happened last night was magic. You're exactly right. It's, it's, you know, it's, it brings back the early days, but it validates the payoff. And I think the Titans are being mindful of the city's financial considerations and being creative. So I'm optimistic. And they know that the, the earlier question, Whatever they need us to do, we're in. This is game-changing for us long-term. Yeah, in other words, uh, uh, Derrick Henry not only put the team on his back, but the city and the lease (laughs) and all of that, right? He carried everything (laughs) last night. What a beast. Uh, If I could cook him dinner every night, I would. Uh, What would you cook him? Whatever he wanted. Uh (laughs) Whatever he needed. (laughs) What's the one thing but you're most proud of than anything else? Professionally wise, not personalized, professional. Um, The branding around this city that I would say we took a lead on to really diversify to your point earlier, what music in this city really means and how you could own it from a creative culture and 
literally changed the world's perception. We went, it wasn't that long ago, 03, 04, 05, hillbilly, hee-haw. Right. You know, oh, no. And we're going, nope. We can do this. We got to tell the story right. And it took a lot of people, but that, and then I would, this will sound way too syrupy, but the staff that works on all this every day at our office, there's roughly 80 people, wouldn't trade them for the world. They're good. They don't get, you know, I'm out there, I'm the spokesperson, whatever. They deserve a ton of credit. They love the city. They have the passion. They put in the hours. They don't quit. I tell you us on that because you really led to my next question. The folks down at the the visitors bureau at the gay uh, at Bridgestone. I about said Gaylord yeah. at Bridgestone down there. The, that meet people that come in there. We went in there a few weeks ago. Uh, they're fantastic. I mean, that's the first face I see, and those people are wonderful. Thank you. They're they're pros. We get lots of letters and emails about their response. And we're in the yes business. And it's a buddy of mine, actually my counterpart in Phoenix once said it, our jobs, we're in the yes business. That's what our entire team, it's not no, we may have to do it different, but yes, we will find a way. Customer has a bad experience. I think we just, God, I, somebody got ripped off rent or car wise or something. We, we reimbursed them. I've bought suitcases. I have replaced <laughs> pickpocketed wallets. I have paid taxi fares on visitors. You just do the right thing because that word of mouth. Yeah. It's, it's gold. When I was down there in the uh, visitors bureau, I pretended that I was working for the staff. And then a lady pulled me outside and said, can't do that. Butch is not going to like this. <laughs> and I said, well, I know Butch. I think he would love this because we were having fun with the tourists in there. But the staff, they know how you feel about this city. And I thought that was really cool that they came out and oh. said, we have a mission here. They like were both said, right. Or you were both right. <laughs> right. They were right. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we care. Details matter. Yep. But yeah, we also like to be real and have fun. So I would have said, go for it. What did yeah, well, the, the police say when they arrived? <laughs> <laughs> I said, my uncle is much spirited. And they said, okay, that's, we're taking you in anyway. That's yeah. what's going to happen. I'm going to hit you up on that because we're going to go undercover down there and have some fun. Oh, my God. By all means, have at it. We got them on the uh, shop. Yes. They, nobody would realize that. We have mystery shopped ourselves on both on phone mm. and at our visitor center. I, we don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, I've paid serious money. To have people come back and tell me, do we suck or not? Fortunately, we didn't suck. Wait, can Greg and I, we'd like to do that. We'd like to be mystery shoppers uh, one time. We can, we can work on that. <laughs> you already another job, you already, Yeah, I only got 14. Uh, Butch Spirton, the president and CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation, our very first guest on the official 615 podcast. And usually, we're, we're time's up. We usually reserve time for our guests to ask us questions. Well, you don't have time for that. Sorry. <laughs> I would just compliment you all on launching this and thank you for having me. Um, I'll come back again. Well, like that. Yeah. When we knocked down the uh, World Cup in 2026. Yeah, sooner than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get weak when FIFA makes a decision yes. and fingers crossed on the podcast that they say Nashville is going to be a host city. I'll come back. Well, I will say that for this, Greg, when the NFL announced the draft, you allowed us to be with you because you had the word from Atlanta. They called you, you had the staff 
and then you threw the football at me, and it hit the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. It hit the ceiling and went somewhere else. Not my but, finer moment. <laughs> but I've, I'm always preached because I got we got nominated for an Emmy Award for that. We didn't win, oh, but thank you. Awesome, because that was really behind the scenes. You did not have to do that. And what was weird about that, Butch, is that somebody from another station asked me how I got access, and I said. I just asked. <laughs> that was it. I just hey, asked. How many Emmys have you won, Joe? Uh, I've got three. And then but they're out in the car right now, they're right? They're in the kitchen. <laughs> they're over here, here at the Omni. So I'm, I'm, thank you. You mean the world to me. So thank you for that. Well, no, our pleasure. We we want to be accessible. We always want to be candid. Uh, we're going to dream big. We're going to chase big. We don't win them all. But Nashville deserves it. I guess, you know, I get a lot of criticism and crap, but. We care about this city, and we want to do it right. And we've never made a decision to benefit ourselves personally. Every decision we make is about just make Nashville better. Thank you, Butch. Thank you. Butch Spearden, the official first guest of the official 615 podcast. Put that on your resume, Butch. Oh, it's done. You know why people drive from every surrounding county to buy, sell, or lease cars from Wilson County Hyundai? It's simple. It's because of Payne Bone and his great staff offer an unbeatable experience, a family-run business, incredible reputation, and award-winning team, and they also believe in local, local, local. Visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com, and they go get them and see them and visit them in Lebanon. <laughs> 